Well, our moms think we're funny. Anyway, so we're recording. Are we now? Yeah. So, hey, everybody. What up, bitches? Uh, my name is Turk182. And I'm a Comey. Well, you're just coming in hot this time, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That reminds me of, uh, God, what comedian was it that, um, he got, uh, he was opening for Sam Kennison and, um, and he was, he was a little nervous opening for Sam Kennison. He's like, wow. He's like, he's like, oh, dude, here. He's like, this is the thing. He's like, just go out there and just berate the audience. He's just go out there and then just, you know, just like, you know, just talk about them, talk about the shit they are and just berate them. And, uh, he's like, he's like, it, it, it'll be fine. You know, knowing kind of Sam Kennison's humor, the guy goes out there and he starts doing that and the crowd just turns on him. And within like five minutes, he's being booed off the stage. And uh, and the guy's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, Sam is like, you told me this. Like, they hate me. He's like, yeah, but they're going to love me when I come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't supposed to kill the vibe coming out of it, but I guess so. <laughs> That was one of my favorite Game Grumps openings was, like, Danny gives his introduction and without saying anything else, Aaron just jumps in and goes, Bienuevo, Power Bottoms. It's like, okay. Apparently God does love gays, but only if there's hops. (laughs) I love that American Dad. I just love American Dad in general. (laughs) Alright, so, Turk, what are we doing today? Um... Today we make podcasts. I think I've already done this one, haven't I? This opening. Uh, I don't know. To make podcasts, first we do pick a subject. I, something I like listen that. to the shit. I do. <laughs> Ooh, look at me, my name's Circle Ninety Two. I care about our projects. I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, right. So, um, so today I had an idea or something, um, and uh, I was like. I was like, hey, you know what? That'd be kind of cool. So I was thinking about um, about movies, uh, which I often do. Um, and uh, you have uh, you have movies like Kill Bill, where in the middle of Kill Bill, you've got this whole animated sequence of like, you know, let me tell you about Oren Ishii and how she rose to power and where she comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Um, it's one of my one of my favorite segments uh, in Kill Bill. It's just the whole Oren Ishii thing. It's so well done. Um, you've got scenes like in the movie Run Lola Run. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen that, where that's um, a brilliant sequence. Have you have you seen the movie? Oh yeah, I love oh. Run Lola Run Lola Run. Um, yeah, so if, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's a really awesome uh, movie. Uh, but there's there's a part in it where basically this woman she's she's got to save her boyfriend and she's got to get money um, to save him because uh, or else they're they're gonna kill him or something like I guess gangsters. And so she yeah. goes through this whole sequence of events. But part of the sequence involves her like going down the flight of steps over their apartment and they think there's like a cat on the steps or something and then like running out in the street and not getting hit by a car and all this. And, yeah. and she does this three times and each time she makes a slightly different choice. Mm-hmm. But And the timing is slightly different. Right. Because like during the second segment, somebody trips her and she falls and that sets her timing back by like 15 seconds. I think in one she goes to her dad to get... Um, 
to ask him because he's doesn't he like work at a bank or he's like the manager of a bank and she yeah. goes to him asking for money yeah and that's sort of so anyway each each segment um is a little bit different but or at least the way way each one plays out mm-hmm. um but what if but that one part's animated say like sequence is always animated yeah and uh so it's got a really cool style to it too yeah and it and it, it kind of shows that part where her like bounding down the steps kind of shows like more of like the the frantic nature of what she's trying to do uh anyway and i think it would work better than if you actually just saw her like running down the steps right so you've got Kill Bill, you've got uh, Run Lola Run. There's you know a couple others that have like this little animated sequence in them. Yeah. Then you have movies that have like an animated sequel. Um, so Animatrix is one where maybe mm-hmm. not a sequel, but like a a portion a of, of the story right is like is animated. So you've got Animatrix is one. The Chronicles of Riddick uh, franchise has Dark Fury, which takes place in between. Uh, was it? Uh, I'm trying to think of how the movies go, but it takes place in between the one movie and Riddick, mm-hmm. um, or whatever. But and it tells this whole story of him, and then of course, along with that, you also have the uh, video game Escape from Butcher Bay, which is also a standalone. Well, not standalone. It's also a uh, a part of the storyline. It takes you from. Should what's the name of that first one? From the Pitch Black, yeah, yeah. From Pitch Black into this, into this, into this. So for the full story, you watch, you play the video, watch Pitch Black, play the video game, watch the movie, then watch the animated movie Dark Fury, and then you watch that. So yep, it's all kind of cool. And the uh, and the Matrix also has that too with the one Matrix video game, which tells the story of Niobe and Ghost mm-hmm. and what they're doing prior to that. And Animatrix also ties directly into the one um, in. Uh, uh, Matrix uh, Reloaded, or is it Matrix Revisited? I think it's Reloaded. Yeah, I can't um, remember. But uh, but anyway, where there's they're like you know oh uh, yeah when they get the message um, that the uh, they get the message from the one ship and and like yeah they they got this message to us through this encoded channel or whatever and in the Animatrix it tells a story of them getting that message and getting it out of the Matrix before they got killed to get to them so mm-hmm. um, so anyway I was like what movie though uh, was the whole point of this what movie would you like to see or do you think um, would be cool or elevated in some way by either having a animated like kind of feature to tell like another part of the story right or maybe they right. tell the next chapter or previous chapter or having an animated sequence in the middle of the movie right uh, another one would be scott pilgrim because they did uh an oh. animated segment when like, it's like he punched a hole in the moon for me that's pretty uh, rad yeah <laughs> well plus there was also like an actual like i guess it was technically a pilot of like scott pilgrim in his high school days when he formed the band with kim and lisa miller who, okay. She wasn't a character in the movie, but she was a very central character in the comics, um, and that that's actually a very well done, uh, very well done short. There's a um, there's the movie um, the Man with the Iron Fist, and there is actually a like three or four minute uh, animated prequel to it <laughs> that tells a story of the um, the blacksmith played by the RZA, yeah. um, and how they. He was a kind of like a like on a slave ship or indentured servant uh, servant ship or whatever, and they docked to this one place, and that's the first time he meets Batista's character, Brass Body, <laughs> and they're like shooting cannons at him and shit, and he's it's not hurting him. He like wrecks shop, 
and in it he's like you know this guy was just a monstrous beast and he's like i hope i never see him again right right and then of course you know that's like this little prequel thing and then later on of course he runs into brass body again which is probably one of the man with iron fist is not a great movie i applaud rizzo for what he did and i think it's really kind of awesome and in fact he had like quinn tarantino like helping him and stuff with the i think producing of it and stuff mm-hmm. and then he got like you got Batista in it. You got Russell Crowe. You got Lucy Liu. You got these people in that in the movie for your first like writing and directorial like debut. You know, I, I think it's kind of awesome. In the yeah. in the cinematography and the visuals are beautiful. Hmm. Even if the movie is not as strong as it needs to be or could be, yeah, the cinematography is just fantastic. <laughs> cool. So, um, have you you've never seen it? Then I take no, it. No, no, I haven't. Okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you should already know the answer to that. I'll, I'll bring up the trailer for it because I think you can really get an idea of it from the trailer. Okay, cool. But anyway, so, um, so yeah. So, what do you got for me? You want to uh, give, give one first? You want sure. me to go one first? I mean, I, I mean, I just thought of like a bunch of movies because I think there's a ton of movies that would do really, really well with an animated sequence. Okay. Um, and I could, I could argue uh, pretty heavily for all of them, I think. But uh, I'm just going to jump into, uh, I'm just going to jump into this first one, which would be Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Yeah. Um. <sighs> with uh, Mia Jovovich. Yeah, I know. I know the movie. I know the movie. It's just not a good movie. It's a bad movie, but it's so visually good. It, it is visually appealing. Yeah. Um. Even if it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. I'm. I'm not arguing for the quality of the film. I'm saying that it would be enhanced with an animated sequence. But uh, but what I guess what I was about to say is like. An anime, I think an animated movie would be good. A spinoff. Put, yeah. put, putting a sequence in there for me wouldn't really do anything because I think that might stand out, but then the rest of the movie just would look even more lackluster to me. Mm-hmm. But if you did an animated spinoff, or like, not, not like a series, but a, a movie spinoff yeah, from that, like a short film or something. Right. I think that that would be nice. That, that would kind of allow a, a little more of the. Um, suspension of disbelief for the movie as far as like how 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 much am i supposed to invest in this right i make an right. animated i'd be like okay yeah i can i can i can tone down my expectations a little bit yeah, yeah. and plus it would allow it to be a little bit more um like it was already kind of balls out but it would be a little bit more balls out <laughs> yeah it, it lets you do a bit more with like your action sequences uh like you can you can handle some like really cool like fight sequences and things like that um yeah, no, I think I think like a little spin-off short would do really really well with it, especially if you got like one of the animation teams from like some of the more recent DC stuff. Then I I think it would look pretty good. Okay. All right, so Ultraviolet, I can I can kind of see that. Um uh, let's see, uh what else you got? What else? Um uh, this this is I mean just because I've talked about the movie recently I'm just gonna throw this one out and you may not agree but uh, I, I think Yojimbo. Okay. And I I think like you could do like more of an animated series. Um, not hentai. I think like uh, like an American animation style that gleans some inspiration. Not did I say hentai? <laughs> I meant anime. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, so not not anime, but like an American art style that gleans some inspiration from anime. Um, so kind of like Avatar or something like that. 
Um, I, I think that could do well with like a little limited series animated. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that would be um, a lot of fun. So you know, the, probably when I when I had this idea in my head, one of the first things that popped in that popped in there for that, and I was like, huh, was John Wick. Yeah. Now John Wick on his own is fantastic. You wouldn't you wouldn't need anything like this. Mm-hmm. But if if you took like one of one of his segments in there and animated it, especially with a with a really um, like a really lean style uh, animation, like I'm trying to think of of an example, kind of uh, kind of like like the 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 style they used in, in um, not not quite like Kill Bill because that one it was a little too animated. Yeah, it was very anime style. Yeah. Um, so, are you remember the um, not quite like this? Um, shit, I'm trying to think of like a really good one that to kind of uh, relate it to. But uh, the DC Shorts Wonder Woman um, one with uh, where she has like the really long legs and it. Oh yeah. Like the, that using that kind of a style there for like a John Wick. Hmm. Or even doing a John Wick, um, doing a John Wick, uh, like kind of animated like movie spinoff. Yeah, and and then telling like a uh, telling like some kind of like story of I don't know from his past or whatever. Like oh here's one of his like you know one of the crazy things he did you know to when he worked for the mob. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be really interesting. I could see that. Um, yeah, so I can I can definitely see that, which um, that kind of makes me wonder if something like Hotel Artemis, how that would do with an animated. Sequence. Have you seen all Hotel Artemis? Just se- just segments of it. Oh man, I do like that movie. Yeah, not not like the whole thing, but um, but yeah, you know, as long as you're talking about like doing spinoffs and like more exploring the world, um, then it'd be interesting to do like a little animated sequence with like Batista's character. I, yeah, Batista is is really awesome in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> so See like this healthcare professional. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe maybe like how he came to work as a healthcare professional at the Hotel Artemis that would make a really good like animated short. Um, animation style, what would go well with that? I mean, that would that would do pretty well with like a Bruce Tim style, I think. Uh, like a like a Batman kind of Bruce Tim yeah, style that yeah. with the, uh, I could see that. With, especially with the, the way his character is in the in the movie, mm-hmm. and then kind of like just like you know him him telling somebody like he's like prepping them or whatever for for Jodie Foster's character, and then him like be like hey, it's like oh uh, you want to know how I ended up here at the at you know the hotel right, Artemis, yeah. and then telling that story and it being told in that fashion. <laughs> of yep. course, with him being more heroic, you know, because he's telling the story about how he ended up there. It's like. Yeah, I used to be a bad guy because she says, "Oh, you haven't seen the movie, but when when there's something about she talked about not opening the doors or whatever, and uh, and basically he was a person that she shouldn't have opened the doors for, but yeah, let in anyway and took I, a I chance did, on." I did hear that segment. Yeah, so, I, I think I've seen like a fourth of the movie, maybe just like various parts throughout. I I, I like it. I mean, it's not. It's I'm not gonna say it's like oh, it's just the best movie ever, but it's got a really good cast, and I like the way everyone everyone plays their parts, mm-hmm. including um. Uh, Charlie Day, who comes across as being such a good, like, weakling douchebag that yeah, yeah. talks a big game, but in the end, he's just so full of shit. <laughs> I really like uh, Charlie Day. And uh, and Zachary Quinto's character is really good, and even Jeff Goldblum's small role is good. I oh, mean, yeah. I forgot he was in that. Uh, I love Jeff Goldblum. 
and uh, everything, everything about that. But you, you, you know, I have like what you call a mad talent crush on Jeff Goldblum. Do you? Right, right up there with well, not. He's not as much of a like a Nick Cage for me, but I mean, you, you know, he's one of those guys that I'll just like always go for a movie for. Well, you know, my mom just has a mad thing for for him. You know, just in I think, general. I think every female does for I sure. Mean, yeah, and most does. men. <laughs> it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I tease her about it a lot. Um, <laughs> not 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 in a not in a bad way per se, um, but because of some stuff I'll talk I'll tell you about off camera. Uh, <laughs> I mean, off mic. That uh, I was like, see. See, this is all your fault. This is all your fault. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, that, that Hotel Armour skin, I can see like a nice animated sequence there with that. Or, or even even something that tells like the, shows the riots in the street. So mm-hmm. you hear about it, you see it on TV. But if they were to cut over to the riots and the riots are, are in this animated oh, yeah. style. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. That would be nice. I, I could see that. All right, cool. That's a, that's a good one. I like uh, that. I've got one I'm really looking forward to, but I don't want to like keep hogging the mic. No, no, no. Go, go right ahead. Okay, you, you ready for this? You may not agree, but I think once I uh, debate my case, then you, you might start to see things my way. Okay. Clockwork Orange. Uh, <laughs> how and where? Okay. When Alex gets caught up in the ultraviolence... And, you know, his whole thing is he listens to classical music, he loses himself in the in the drugged milk, and he starts committing these acts of ultraviolence, be that rape or be that, like, brutalizing somebody. Mm-hmm. You convert those scenes to animated. So, you have this stuff where he starts to play the classical music, he starts to, to or he starts to sing, uh, like, you had the segment where he's doing singing in the rain, stuff like that. Then you convert that to an animated sequence. Really okay. dark, really heavily shaded stuff. Okay, and so, so with that, it's it's you're you're basically saying okay, not how this kind of like this is how he views the world when he's on this uh, kind of like a drug trip sequence, yeah, but yeah. but more of like uh, all of a sudden the world becomes this whole like fantastical place. Yeah, it's it's basically like riding a high, or yeah, I think a drug trip sequence would be a great way to put it. Um, and then you can that also gives opportunity for after he goes through the Ludovico technique. And suddenly the classical music is making him sick. Then you can also make the animation like really disturbing and really dissonant, and like you can kind of visualize it making him sick. So yeah, I th- I think I mean it would be more of like a reboot than you know just adding animated sequences to it. I think, but um, it would do I think it would do a lot for like helping to visualize what exactly is going on and kind of getting into Alex's psyche. Hmm. Okay. I can see that. Um, yeah, I can see that working. I can see that working. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad at all. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you think about this stuff and be like, okay, what would what would work really well like that? With, mm-hmm. with Because, you know, obviously certain things would be out. If it's like science fiction, more than likely that, that would be out. Because like, oh, well, they, you're not really bringing anything new to it. Or if it was like a like comic book movie. Like okay, yeah, you're not you're not bringing anything new to it, but you right, want something yeah. something new and different. We're like okay, now we're gonna we're gonna put this part in there, and uh, and it's like, or we're gonna make like a like a little like spin off, like one shot spin off of it, and like okay, that'd be that'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah. Um, and say I, yeah, I talked about the, the John Wicks. I thought that'd be really cool. Yeah, John Wick would um, look great. I wouldn't mind seeing a a. Um, 
Mission Impossible, uh, like animated, like like a movie spinoff. Yeah, I could see that, especially if it were like really stylized. I, I think that would do really well. Yeah. And you could like, so, you know, you've got some of the other people. I know you haven't seen the Mission Impossible movies. Right, right. Yeah, not yet. But um, there's a whole there's a whole story about in the one when they picks up the first one with uh, with uh, uh, Jeremy Renner's character. And see, I'm trying to think, is that Ghost Protocol? I'm thinking it is. Um, where um, it's, uh, no, it's not Ghost Protocol. Shit, is it? It starts off with, um, with, uh, uh, Hunt and Ethan Hunt in in like this prison in um in like Russia or something, and they they go and they break him out, and there's this kind of debate over like what he's doing in Russia, how he got there, and like why he's in prison and all that. Yeah, and then it comes down to uh uh, uh Jamie Renner's character kind of telling this story. Well, he says something about it, and then Ethan kind of clear uh kind of clarifies the story and uh, whatever uh but that story like actually seeing that story in a separate movie mm-hmm. animated movie of like what happened there after this movie here and uh and then just telling that whole tale i think that'd be kind of cool yeah yeah and, but you know and you know, all these things like when you were saying animated it has to be the right animation style right yeah it can't just be some hand of our bear shit yeah i don't i don't want like mission impossible go you know? <laughs> <laughs> one two three four go mission impossible like no <laughs> nothing like that honestly um, i could see that working though <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i, I think that'd be kind of cool just having that tale done in this like really smart animated style yeah. Um, and with with the right director too. So it's not even just the style; it's also the direction too. It has to has the have to have the proper direction to really make it all like stand out. So you're getting the right angles, the yeah. camera and stuff, yeah. and yeah. So kind of cool. Like especially if you use like a style like the old like a uh, Gogol thirteen mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think that'd be really good. Again, that's me and my my old school anime, right? Because that's that's kind of what I dig. I, I like the old school stuff. And, but I think we're both pretty clear is that when we're th- thinking about this, I can't see this being done with a rendered CGI look. Oh, God, I'm no. thinking, I'm thinking, you know, traditional flats. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not a fan of, like, rendered CGI. I mean, even if it's drawn digitally, like most of them are, not being the rendered, especially the, the cheap rendering, like, what was it? We were watching that, that Rocketeer Junior, Baby Rocketeer, oh, God, Lady yeah. Rocketeer. Rocketeerette, whatever the shit that was. I think it's just called Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, the modern take on it. Yeah. yeah, because that's just like, it's just like all default texturing. It's just like, here's here's Blender's pre-rendered skin texture. Use that. It's it's ugly. It's really ugly. Yeah, it, it, it looks it looks fast and cheap. <laughs> which, you know, I, I used to like that in some fashion, but not anymore. I mean, I don't, I don't hate all CG. There's some stuff, like Illumination, I think, they do pretty decently. Now, I think, um, I mean, I, I give Illumination a lot of shit because of, like, they, they the created Minions. minions. Yeah, I but, hate the Minions. But, like, I mean, I still like Despicable Me. I thought that was a good movie. Um, yeah. And I think Rue's character design is really good. I, I do like Rue's character design. 
So, I mean, you know, I, as much shit as I give them, it's like, they actually do pretty good with their character designs. Yeah. And I thought I thought Zootopia was, like, a really visually appealing film. Yeah, Zootopia is really well done. You know, I like the, uh, was that Laika stuff? The people that did, um, uh, what's that, Coraline? Uh, the stop oh, motion? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I love stop motion. And see, that's when I didn't think about, like, uh, doing something like that in a stop, like, a stop motion sequence as opposed to, like, a straight animated. Mm-hmm. Like, was like, what, that would be kind of cool. Like, so take your, um, your Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. If you did that in a stop motion, oh, that man. would be really nice. Uh, so that, that would be when, uh, the music starts making him sick. Oh, where it goes and all it, kind of stop motion where yeah, people and it would be very like Adventures of Mark Twain kind of stuff where like you can see the the fingerprints in the clay. Yeah, yeah it'd be that kind of stuff. So, um, but you know, so we were talking about like we we're talking about the, the kind of design of it and stuff. They had that movie that they came out with. Uh, was it the Abominable Snowman or whatever it was? No, or, um, shit, what was it? One that came out recently had uh, Hugh Jackman and Zoe Saldana. Oh yeah, it was Abominable. It. Uh, no, no, Abominable is a different one. That Is's... was a CGI one. This was the one where... A missing link. That's what it was. That's right. That's right. And he had like that curly texture to his fur. Right. Yeah. So uh, the thing with missing link, and they said it did not do well at the box office. I hated the design of the missing link. It was a pretty bad design. It was ugly. It was just so ugly. The big the big nostrils um, <laughs> and, and all that. It was like, it just was not appealing. And I always go back to that, you know, how many how many different designs they went through for et before they found one that was like okay this is a cuddly ish friendly non uh uh like a uh, was it non-threatening looking alien yeah yeah well still looking alien but then missing link one it's i looked at that i was like that thing is so ugly i cannot watch that creature for an hour and a half i cannot do it yeah and and i I, and i won't watch the movie because i i cannot look at that no matter how which is a shame because the rest of the character designs if i recall correctly it's been a long time since i looked at them but i don't recall them looking too bad no and and i from what i understand the movie is a good movie but that thing just looks so ugly and so unappealing that i just can't do it and I understand that the the missing link is a is a female, and but it doesn't need to look female. It can look like a missing link, but just make it look not so horrendous. Yeah, and and that drove me away. So again, part of this is also make sure that it looks proper. Yeah, um, and yeah. not just be this. And I'm sure they 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 tested out a lot, and they probably had a really good reason for doing that. And and I don't I don't put them down for it. I'm just saying that it it pushed me away. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think like, anytime we do these hypothetical situations, it's, like, um, a very idealized version in our mind. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like I said, in that case, I'm, they do such good work. Um, even though, I think they did um, Paranorman, which yeah. is a bad movie. That movie is just horrible. See, I've the, heard the, a lot of people like it, but I, I don't haven't understand watched why. It. it was full with nothing but dad jokes. All the jokes <laughs> were stale and boring. I think it's because people just like the creepy aesthetic to it. Yeah, but I mean, you got to have more than that. Well, oh, that, yeah. maybe not, because that's how Tim Burton gets all his work. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I I could not get into that. But the animation was good. Mm-hmm. I just thought the story was weak. Uh, or the scripting was weak. No, the story and the scripting were weak. They were both weak. Um, 
So okay, Monster so what House else? Monster House was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, Monster House is really nice. Yeah, I never, I never. But watched that's that that's either. CGI though. Oh, is it? Oh, see, yeah. it's been so long. Well, that that's. Uh, oh, I'm they, thinking of Frank being a claymation. Uh, Frank and Weenie's stop motion as well, but you know I don't watch Frank and Weenie because it looked really bad to me. Because it's Tim Burton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know how I feel. Yeah, I know how you feel. <laughs> um. So, uh, but uh, I was gonna say, uh. Uh, what was the one you mentioned before that? Uh, Monster, oh, Monster House. House. Yeah. So Monster House is motion capture. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. Got Steve Buscemi in there and... Uh, Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see. Maggie what Gyllenhaal. What else? Um... I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm kind of blanking. I think... Uh... I think that any kind of like Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street would do well with like an animated spinoff. Uh, I don't see. I thought about that, but I was like, what could you, what could you do? So okay, in in Rob Zombie's um, and I don't, I didn't, I haven't watched it, so I don't really know for sure. But in Rob Zombie's Halloween, mm-hmm. where they go through like the origin of Michael Myers, if they did that in a animated style, that could work. I could see that. I hear the Rob Zombie spinoff there is really bad, but I, I like the other Rob Zombie movies I've seen, so I wouldn't mind giving it a chance. But it's also like if I'm going to take the time to watch a movie, I might as well just watch the original Halloween. Yeah. Because I like that. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm not sure where it would fit in well, but it's so dreamy anyway. Um, Donnie Darko Oh, could have some really interesting uh, animated sequences. Donnie Darko would be interesting. And, you know, when we were talking earlier and we were talking about like the movies that have had these things in there, mm-hmm. I forgot all about Natural Born Killers, oh, which yeah. has that, that sequence in there. Oh, yeah, it does. And see, and that's the kind of style I think would work well with like the, um, would maybe tone down a little bit, mm-hmm. but with like a John Wick. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it is very um, caricature-ish. Like they, they show Mickey as being like way more Jack than he is, but... And some of the proportions are like are like uh this the proportions are all out of sync too. Yeah, yeah. But I think that for for a movie like John Wick, which is so frenetic in its action, mm-hmm. that you need that yeah, in an anime yeah. series uh, to that, to make it stand out more because in animation in in live action those things are, look incredible. You know they're they're like they're um, planned out and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Deliberate? No, 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 no. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on everything this podcast. Um, the sequence choreographed. Oh, They're yeah. all well choreographed and practiced over and over again, so it looks smooth. Um, in animation, though, it's animated, so there's no choreography to it, and right, so right. you you expect it to look that way. So you have to do something more with it to make it stand out, to make it draw you in more, as opposed to just taking a sequence and just doing it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think, what else would be really good to do like that? Oh wait, where are we at? By the way, time. Oh, time, time. Uh, thirty minutes. Oh, Man, okay. you are good at that. Well, thank you, Susan. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hey, enjoy this ad, people. We're gonna brainstorm a little bit, and we'll be right back. Yep. Hey, everybody, we're back. Yeah, we are back. This this movie we got playing in the background is a. Uh, don't don't even mention it. Don't 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 even give them the satisfaction. Fucking train wreck! It's <laughs> just a fucking train wreck. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Jeez. 
So that was yeah, that was so distracting that I could not think of any uh, additional things. Um, now it it might not be fair to bring it up because there was like the the Ralph Bakshi uh, animated adaptation, but do you think Lord of the Rings could do well with like a modern animated uh, adaptation? And maybe not specifically like telling the story of the journey to destroy the ring, but maybe like a spin-off kind of thing. Like, um, like I don't know, like the Silmarillion or like the Children of Huron, something like that. Uh, I don't know, because I don't really know the Lord of the Rings stuff that well. I don't know Tolkien's universe. Hmm. Um. I, f- I feel like there could be like one single animated oh, Hobbit movie. No, it's just holy jeez, because I keep yawning, and I'm oh. like, oh, jeez, holy jeez. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, I mean, like, the, the Hobbit didn't need to be a trilogy, and I, I only watched the first one just because, like, the rest looked so bad, but... Oh, God, the, 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 I watched the first one, I was really expecting, after watching The Lord of the Rings, I was expecting something really good from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, afterwards, I was like, wait, what the fuck, what's with the singing, and like, this, and then... Well, to be fair, there is singing in the book, because... But like, I don't need to see that in the movie. Right, yeah, well, Tolkien, like, originally wrote the book for his kids, and then, like, Lord of the Rings, you know, it's like, I'm gonna take a more serious tone here, but... I mean, yeah, no, not, none of it was necessary. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm not watching, like, a like a Broadway musical, I'm watching fucking The Hobbit, man, I mean, yeah. geez, And, like, I remember when, when it was announced that there were people who were like, boy, I really hope it doesn't suck, and I was like... You know what? After the way Peter Jackson handled Lord of the Rings, I trust him implicitly to do a good job with that. Wrong! <laughs> yeah. Wrong! And he was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this this bag right over your head and I'm gonna punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> it's like, okay, great. Well, thanks, Peter Jackson. You let me down. I, I think I think it was more of the studios like, you did such a great job with turning with putting this out there, so we want to keep the gravy train going. Yeah. And he's like, you can't really turn... We took three books and made three movies, and we had to really condense that down. You know, <laughs> now you want to do the opposite and make you know one book into three movies. It doesn't really work that way. As like we're Hollywood, we'll make it work that yeah. way. Um, and I mean, and it still made its money. It did. It, it I mean, just, people are fans, but I just. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure I'll watch it at some point, but it's just so hard to force myself to because I, I love the Hobbit, the, like the book. I love the book. But just like I, and I heard so much to it that it's like why. I heard that the uh, that the the other two movies are better, but really? um, yeah, I heard they're better I, than the Hobbit. I heard they sucked. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I think that like if there was just a single, just like two hour long film adaptation of the Hobbit, which I mean there there was, which I don't remember if that was the Ralph Bakshi or not, but um there, I mean there was like an animated movie like way back when. But I mean something with like good modern animation. Um I'm trying to think something decently stylized, maybe with like character designs by Steven Silver. I think I think Silver could handle it pretty well. Who's, who's Steven Silver? Uh, he did the character design for Clerks and Kim Possible and uh, Danny Phantom and a few others. He's oh, a busy okay. guy, so he he does like he does some really good stylization. I really like the way he stylizes stuff. Cool. Yeah. So cool. I I think if he did character design for that, that would that would be pretty cool. Um, I was gonna say what about Fast and Furious, but. One, I don't really know that franchise at all. That's yeah, one. And two, um, 
after the whole Hobbs and Shaw thing, <laughs> they, they kind of they they kind of deviated greatly with that. So it became its own like like real life cartoon. <laughs> but I think that you could probably turn the Fast and the Furious into a uh, like a uh, anime style TV series. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Where just do all the racing and just you know the cars and stuff, and then then you could take at least then their adventures would seem more normal. Right. Again, it, being animated, it would make it seem more more normal. <laughs> the the issue with making it like an anime thing though is that you have that meme of the car that's like drifting around the corner and it's doing that song. Deja vu. I have been to this place before. I haven't seen. You that. haven't seen that? Oh man, that is like that is that that is a meme that has been thoroughly beaten to death. And it's kind of it, it's kind of died out in the past few months, but there was a time, like mid twenty nineteen, that it was just like constant. Okay, this is probably going to be really, really controversial, and be like, ah, I don't really see it. <laughs> okay. Aliens, or the Alien franchise, hmm. standalone kind of alien story, animated, using a um, using a like a like a darker, heavier animation. Like, um, like, uh, say, what's, what's one of the newer animated, like, um, like animated movies or like TV series are out like now, um, that would be, and not, not, and not CGI still, but, uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of like mentally picturing that as like, uh, like maybe Disney's Atlantis. No, it has to be, has to be has to be darker in tone oh, okay so See, i'm thinking something with, with heavier lines mm. and, and shading because because the aliens you you right, make it right. too make it too light then the aliens don't um you know they they're not as they're not as, as scary hmm but i could see that working really that, well that could work and then you could just i mean you could do more like uh more colonial marines and more this and more that mm-hmm. um there's a uh, there's an audio book that I listened to. It was one of the I think it was one of the free audio uh, audible ones, and I was talking to a guy at work because he does listen to it, and I'd listened to it last year, so I kind of forgotten parts of it. But he was telling me because I was like, "What you listen to?" And he was like, "This," and I was like, "Oh," and he's like, "Yeah," I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I remember I, I listened to that too," and it's called like Alien Out of the Shadows, something like that, <laughs> and uh, basically this the ship finds um, Ripley's ship. Um, uh, was it the Nostromo? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, and and so they find that, and they free her, and then there's an alien that somehow got on board, and so all this shit goes down. It's a really cool story, but all this shit goes down, and in the end, the one guy's gonna—they're trying to get off of this thing. He's like, "We're not gonna make it out of here. The only way, the only person that's gonna make it out is you." So he's like, "This is what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna wipe your mind." And we're gonna put you back in hibernation on the ship because there, there's some they couldn't get both of them back in hibernation. So yeah. I'm gonna put you or put them both in hibernation. So I'm gonna put you back in hibernation, and I'm gonna wipe your mind so you're not even gonna know this ever happened. Right. And they were gonna get rid of the alien. Um. So so it's kind of cool. So this kind of like in canon thing that well not in canon but this this kind of like in between story that was kind of cool but it doesn't mess up anything at all. Yeah. So it was it was pretty neat. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I've got a good one. The, the only um, the only problem with it though is that, uh, and this was pointed out to me by uh, by Roberts, is if you watch Aliens, 
and this is how much attention to detail James Cameron paid when making them uh, when making Aliens. When you watch Aliens, when the the crew that finds her, the salvage crew finds Ripley, and they cut open the bulkhead door, mm-hmm. you can see the um, the uh, spear gun sticking out of the bottom of the door where we shot the alien it was stuck on the end of it yeah and then the door slammed shut on the spear gun you can see at the bottom still sticking out of the door from where it slammed shut wow so um so with this whole other story there if they had rescued her and then put her back in then then that spear gun would not be there yeah (laughs) okay so yeah i got a good one okay constantine Mm, but constantine well it does have a dc animated movie Oh, does it? Oh, well, yeah, because he's a DC property. Mm-hmm. But the film itself. Okay. Um, you have that moment where he goes into hell and you actually see hell. Mm-hmm. That could be animated. But then you also have the moment where he dies. And as he's ascending up and Satan like pulls him back down and rips the cancer out of his body. Yes. That could be animated. And that could be animated beautifully. Um, you know, the part where... Hmm. I, I could see, I could see that. You know, we just kind of switch over. But I, I think the only problem I have with that is that it comes kind of out of not out of nowhere, but for just just the the heaven in that part to be animated, hmm. kind of jarring. Yeah, um, there there are some other supernatural elements, like uh, when the guy drinks himself to death, that yeah. could be animated. So, like anytime there's something like heavily supernatural, I think it could just be shifted over to animated. That'd be interesting. And uh, I'm I'm kind of seeing like I've, I've I know I've like sang the praises of this scene before, and I've only seen like the the fight scene, but not the actual movie. But the fight scene from the Cowboy Bebop movie, I've I've talked that up a lot because I really really like it. But um, the way they handle it, like just every time a fist connects and there's just impact, then the way they make the camera shake, you know that's that's not as big a deal in live action because you know you have a cameraman, you make them shake the camera when they hit. Right. You know, it takes a few takes, but you get it. But in animation, to actually do that shake and, like, you know, shaking stuff and moving stuff and having a body moving while your field of view is shaking, that's so hard to do and that takes so much skill. But, uh, you know, something like that, like, I can just imagine, like, once he rips the cancer out of his body, just, like, the camera shaking as he does that, that would be really cool. I, I was watching on something you were talking about, the influence of Akita, and one of the things that was, I guess, really a big deal at the time when that was made was that... It wasn't just that the characters' mouths moved, but they also had full facial expressions too. Mm-hmm. So when they're talking, like their their mouths and you know, and they're making all kinds of, uh, they're really emoting, where you didn't get that before. And then yeah. and I was like, I was like, huh, okay, that's kind of cool. So kind of like what you were saying about that that whole thing there. Yeah. That that would be kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. God, I love Akira so much. Just like the the technical skill that went into it, because um. I don't know if you saw it, but I shared I shared that video a while back of like showing the animation team working on it, mm-hmm. and like they're painting the background. Oh yeah, and they have those old like bamboo and horsehair brushes, and they're getting these tiny little intricate details with these like so difficult to control brushes. Like I've done art with those types of brushes before, and it's such a hard thing to control. And they're just getting like these tiny little city lights in there. It's amazing. I love watching those guys at work. It is. It's pretty cool. I was gonna say. um one thing we didn't do was we didn't like distinguish like in this putting an animate sequence in um, as opposed to something like a Cool World or Osmosis Jones. Oh yeah, where like or even something like Monkey Bone 
where like this world is animated, this world is not. Right. Like, yeah. th- that's that's different. Yeah. You know? Very. Holy shit! I forgot all about Monkey Bone. Uh, I think I everybody did. I never watched it, but uh, I think I Brendan Fraser it. paid people to figure about Monkey Bone. <laughs> He brought about the Mandela effect just so people wouldn't think of Monkey Bone. <laughs> no, you're thinking of a, a Drop Dead Fred, right? <laughs> I will split this timeline. It's like, yes, unfortunately, some people will think that Mandela died, but that's okay. <laughs> that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Uh, uh, so what else you got, man? Uh, man, I've been, I've been rapid firing a... Uh, I feel like I might have uh, blown my load here, so to speak. Wow. <laughs> that was a delayed reaction. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to put this out there and tell me what you think. Okay. And you could be like, yeah, I don't really see it or whatever. Texas Chainsaw Massacre hmm. animated movie. Yes, I could see that. Um. I can never remember his name because it's such a complicated name, but the Samurai Jack guy. The guy who did uh, Prime. Oh, Gandhi Tarkovsky? Yeah, that's why I can't remember his name because Gandhi Tarkovsky. <laughs> but yeah, no, Gandhi Tarkovsky could handle that. And like, imagine that in the style of Primal. Have you seen Primal? Uh, just just clips. Not not the whole thing. God. But I, I know you have had some very strong words about that first episode. <laughs> oh, dude, that first episode. What the <laughs> oh jeez how you gotta bring that back man it's like it's like talking about Fry's dog why are you gonna do that to me yeah Whew. yeah I know I can I can see like that level of like just just hard hitting brutality would be really really good in that style yes I can see Texas Chainsaw Massacre by Tartakovsky I could see that that really doing it <laughs> heck yeah do your thing cuz Uh, so yeah okay I like it I like it um let's see what else have we got here hmm I'm trying to think because like I briefly thought that like some Tex Avery style animations would be really good in like something like Home uh, Home Alone but uh I don't know Just flat out removing this from your history, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if, if only I could remove just just what little we've saw seen from my brain entirely. It's too bad we just can't get our lives back. Um, but yeah, so because like I could see like you know the traps going off, and then like that would allow the traps to be even like crazier and bigger than before. But it's also like that feels really unnecessary to me. Like it wouldn't add anything to the movie, and and I want like. I want whatever movies we're discussing here to be enhanced by it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. I think, we, I think we've done a pretty good job at least laying down the groundwork for these movies. Yeah. And we can always come back and revisit it again later. I think so. Uh, I think it's something that would reward uh, multiple multiple episodes. Oh, but I, I will throw... I'll, I'll throw one more out there. Uh, I think there could be an animated sequence in From Dusk Till Dawn. All right, what? Okay, two possibilities. Either one, just that initial big fight with the vampires. Or, my preference would be the dance sequence. Where she's up on the stage with the snake. Mm, I could see that. I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. 
And I mean, like, it would have to be, like, really overemphasized to, like, really, really enhance the sensuality of it, if such a thing is possible. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the dance sequence would really, really look good animated. Okay. And it would have to be, like, slicky smooth to really, really pull it off, but I think they could do it. Alright, I can see that. I can definitely see that working. So, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good for right yeah. now. Okay. Well, um, okay, here's here's my last one, and I, I really think this needs to happen. So, I, I think they need to take the live-action Aladdin, and they just need to take, like, that entire movie and just make it animated. Oh, that's a good idea. I'd and, love to see that. And replace Will Smith with, like, I don't know, maybe Robin fucking Williams, and they just, like, leave it alone. Even if they just used old, like, like sound bites of Robin Williams and just cobbled them together. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's enough, uh... I feel like there's enough out there that, you know, they could easily just put together the entire movie. Yeah, I think so. I think that would work. Because, you know, like, somebody as brilliant as Robin Williams is truly timeless, and it would almost be disrespectful to his legacy to let that be forgotten. So, yeah, just throwing that out there. I, I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, I mean, really, I mean, that, that new movie they did, Lion King, you know, I mean, Talking Animals, that would that would really benefit well from... I, I think talking animal. If you're gonna do a talking animal movie it like that, that doesn't be. have that where it doesn't have like any humans in it. Yeah. Then it probably should be done animated. Uh, yeah, just a cartoon. Thank you. Yeah, like yeah. like Lady in the Tramp. Or right. At least that's got talking humans in it, but like uh, like something like uh, like like American Tale, right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. Know, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, I'd, I would not want to see that done. You know, realistically. No. All right. So yeah, so uh, hey Disney, take note. I, I feel like you would be really well suited to uh, to maybe take a more animated approach to this stuff instead of trying to peddle uh, badly done CG as live action. Hmm. I, I didn't even really, from what I saw of, uh, of Aladdin, I didn't even really believe that Will Smith was in that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. This is a topic that we will probably revisit because this was a lot of fun. I, I actually enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm good here and uh, I had a lot of fun. I, I, I've got to think about more movies like that. Were like, okay, I think this would really be enhanced by that. I know I yeah. had a couple in my head when I first presented it to you, um, but uh, but I think there's, there's a lot more that we can kind of play with. Yeah, so. yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, well, uh, once again, thanks, everybody, and uh, be sure to check out some of our other stuff. Huh? Zang, yo. Later. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>